forget what I said. Hey, girls and gays. Hey, girls and gays. So is this actually going to be a thing? We're going to how long have we had this podcast? I need to know. No, but how long have we had this podcast? But I, mean, I need to know if you're going to sing every downtime. Just so riffing, I know. Riffing for the, f- for the folks, for the boys and girls, yeah. for the girls and gays. Singing for your life. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said. I Said What I Said. Where we close the gap between where we are and where we want to be. And who we are and who we want to be. You know we flip that around every time. Yeah, that's totally okay. Okay. I think it's okay. I think who we are should start first, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Today, we are discussing health, and is the health industry healthy, and what are the different dimensions of health and the shortcomings of the health industry to actually be healthy, and how, like, we've confused also these ideas of, like, natural and healthy, and conflated things like organic with healthy, thinness with healthy when they aren't so i want to discuss all of that and how they intersect with how we behave and how Mm. we navigate um the products we buy the activities we do and the way we think about bodies and our health and our priorities yes (laughs) i always throw in that one quasi useless point at the end to get something in no you do it girl advocate for yourself no i'm here so let's begin okay today i was reading an article about wellness culture and wellness culture is did you read the whole article I was listening to a podcast and I read three quarters of an article. Okay. I didn't read her conclusion because that was her conclusion. Oh, oh right. Yeah. How dare she? <laughs> so the podcast was talking about how um, this doctor believes that wellness culture is actually diet culture in sheep's clothing. Uh-huh. That the obsessions, the um, unhealthiness, the OCD that was in diet culture has shifted to wellness culture yeah. because now it's not cool to want to lose weight. Like that's not the thing. We're not mm. trying to lose weight. We're trying to be clean. Mm. Like we're trying to eat organic. We're trying to be conscious about what we put in our bodies. Mm. And the same conscientiousness slash obsessiveness is um, a foyer from diet culture. Mm-hmm. So let's discuss that. I want to discuss, cause Nyaki, I know you are a big fan of like exploring different, like, they're called lifestyle choices. Now, they used to be called diets. Different lifestyle choices in terms of like... Because they are lifestyle choices. They are lifestyle choices. In terms of um, the blood type diet. Mm. Uh, I know you were curious about raw veganism. Yeah. Um, the whole spectrum of plant-basedness. Yeah. Um, so where does your... Where does that curiosity come from? And why can't you... Why haven't you settled on one thing? I've settled on one thing. That one thing is everything. Um, I'm fluid now forever. Said every Gemini. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Um, okay. So where does it come from? Hmm. Like why? Okay. Or let me ask this way. We all grew up eating like rice and beans yeah. and meat. Why can't you just keep eating rice and beans and meat? Why right. must you now complicate it by having goat milk or even, yeah. or like plant-based milk yeah. and then having really specific cuts of meat? Like why are we, why are you interested in the specificity yeah. and like, curating how you eat yeah where did that come from okay so i definitely i know that it came from um an idea that i wasn't good enough as i was right so like i was always too big as a child or needed to watch out or needed to do things carefully and needed to safeguard against um obesity and diabetes and all sorts of things were you overweight and like the overweight kitty (sighs) 
was I an overweight kitty? I mean, who who actually knows? Like, no, if you know what I mean, like, I, I think, yeah. Or just bigger. Is it all just relative? That's the thing. I mean, the thing is, I played every sport under the sun, but I was always trying to lose weight. Like, like I was always very active and I think healthy, but I think I wasn't, but I was just shocked in, or scared into like, look at your family, look at your aunties, mm. like those bums, those hips, though they're coming That's for you. you. Yeah. You know, if you, if you're not careful. So I was always on, on my guard. No, I don't think I was a big kid. Eh? I wasn't a skinny kid, but I wasn't a big kid by any measure. Um, I think maybe. Yeah. So I think that's where it started off. Um, because I was always, there was always, I think I just knew that there was something wrong with the way I was doing things anyway, and that there had to be a way to be skinnier somehow. But, but I, I knew that I didn't want to do it in an unhealthy way. And I wanted to do it in a way that I could, that was kind of sustainable that I could, you know, keep doing for the rest of my life. So I think that's where the interest came from. There've been some like good and bad, um, um, like results, you know, what I've, uh, what I've come across throughout my life. But I think that's where, where it came from, from myself. Mm. Do, were you ever interested in like dieting and stuff as a kid? Um, yeah, no, I've been on a, yes, I dieted since from a young age, hey, mm. from probably eight or nine. Which is also wild. Cause I remember you specifically being like such a little slim kid. Oh, yeah, but it's all relative again, isn't it? So mm. I had broader shoulders. I was the tallest in my class and, you know, from like seven years old to 11. So I was bigger mm. um, and I was in a white space. So mm. it was like that thing of wanting to be whiter and nothing. I needed to be shrink myself. I needed to change my hair texture. Um, and it's like, I think it's interesting because I think first gen parents who come into spaces that aren't theirs or that come to spaces where people don't look like them where they're foreign it's often the last concern about like is my kid trying to assimilate to a fault are they trying to like erase themselves yeah, or make themselves yeah, smaller yeah, yeah. or whiter or assimilate and that was definitely yeah it just like wasn't picked up on mm. um that joke you made in one of the podcasts where i used to point at my palm and be like yo i'm white i'm white literally and that being funny like and the genera it just being lost on a, yeah. the older generation, you parents and above that like yeah. that's because we just didn't have that like language. Yeah. So yes, definitely white supremacy and those standards hit me as a kid. Mm. And watching infomercials, I mean, mum and dad went home, so I'd always watch infomercials, mm. always about weight loss things. And so my first diet was eating cereal. I thought, let me just eat cereal only. And so I'd do that. I'd do all these weird things. I'd mm. eat like a binge. But yeah, so I think. That was, it was very normalized from TV that, okay, you're supposed to want to be smaller. You're supposed to um, need to shrink. I mean, I was a size seven from foot from maybe eight years old. So I ha I was mm. bigger, faster, like I grew. So yeah, that was, but I think now as I'm older, my interest in finding different like eating modalities is definitely shrunk. That's like not, my only options to me are like more plant-based or less. Whereas, like, for me, yours are so many. I feel like you're open to as many as they are. Like, you'll try it or you'll be, like, at least entertain it, which is such an interesting, that curiosity I just, like, don't share. And I'm interested in that. That's so funny because that's actually literally, that's where I am. Like, also plant-based. But you tried, did, so you did banting? Mm. Did you do keto? 
Oh, so where I am now is more pl- is that is the plant based place. But like, mm. yes, yeah, so I tried all those other things. I don't understand what you you were saying that it that you think that now I'm open to trying all sorts of different. No, that you have been. So in your oh, adult that I life, I have been. Yes. Yeah. What's no, I, the I interest you meant in now? Okay. No. So what's the interest in? If rice and beans has been how we've grown yeah. up, why yeah. the curiosity? Why did you? Why veganism? Oh no, it was vegetarianism, mm. then veganism, then back. Then why? Why would you have the interest to begin with? Forget the childhood, because that that I think the childhood start was the springboard mm. for knowing that something was wrong and needed to change. Yeah. Do you think that also fueled your curiosity with like all these other ways of eating? So yes and no. So some of them were about a better way of being. Some of them were about um, being more spiritually attuned and what would assist me in that path. Um, and then some of them were about, um, being as performance based or performance focused as I could, um, just so that I could see results, um, in, uh, the activity that I was enjoying. So when I started CrossFit, um, you know, the, that was such a fun activity and it shifted my, the perception of my body and what I was capable of doing. Um, and I wanted to do that as best as I could. And so I went along with the suggested diets that accompanied CrossFit um, whereas like veganism and vegetarianism were predominantly um, spiritual and about what felt good in my body. Um, and then, so they weren't, they weren't at all about weight mm. loss, uh, mm. veganism and vegetarianism. It was really about how aligned can I be? But all of it was still, it came from a place of like fear in that, like I need to ascend in this lifetime so I don't have to come back and do it again. Like that's where it came <laughs> Are you from. done with earth? You like don't want to come back? Um, well, I, I know that like I got a pretty good hand and so like if I come back, who the fuck knows what I'm going to come back as, I know. you know, that kind of thing. And but yeah, that was ingrained into me through other things like mm. just get it right this time that, you know, that kind of fear. So there was still all fear. What about raw veganism? Cause that mm. you've talked, you've said in the past, like that would be your best self as a raw vegan. Yeah. Why? That I know because the body, oper- well, from, from all the research that I've done, um, the body operates the best on a raw vegan diet. The bodies that I, that were in this, maybe they got all the people that work with raw vegan diets, like in terms of the people whose bodies gravitate towards that, who knows, but, and it just, and it appealed mm. to me and yeah, it had just appealed to me. So what about the one of being, I don't know if it's a fruitarian where you, the, yeah. the fruit has to, has to commit the suicide first. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. can, what about that? No. No Because there's also an air, an air, an aerarian or whatever. The people that just breathe air, but they're up in the mountains. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, people who are in deep states of meditation. Correct. They're and cold. these aren't people. They are very few. They're like several, right? Yes. The the niggas who are in the glass boxes and they're are like they in glass boxes. Summer one is in a glass box and he's a hundred x and, and he's, he's alive. Doesn't eat. Doesn't. There's no um metabolism at all seriously yeah i need, i can't believe i haven't researched that guy Ciao. i'm just so curious about all these I can mean, i take my clothes with me my sewing machine it's no no nyak you have to leave all of this behind you just, just sit in a, a, a glass box and like meditate and be on another plane like he's astral projecting i want to know what places. the fuck is happening on those planes like, i also just feel like why not just die and then just go there yeah like why not eat because yeah. he, he could come back as a dictator or, you know. Do you think that's his fear? Like, or, oh or shit, Instagram. bitch, I could come back as an IG model. So let me just, <laughs> let me stay in this glass box. Maybe, bottom. maybe. Speaking of, I am an IG model now. A brand reached out. <laughs> Where are they based, Nyak? They're like a European swimmer yeah. brand. And they're like, hey, we love your stuff. Can we collaborate? 
And I looked at the pictures on their their um website. I think the biggest person, I mean, they're big, but they're half as big as me. So we'll see. I'll be like, yeah, honestly, send it through. Like, as long as you yeah. pay for everything, I'll do a campaign. Yeah. <laughs> if you think it will be authentic, let's do it. Like, let's, let's have fun. Let's do it. Yeah. So I'll be rolling out a swimwear campaign. I cannot wait to like, <laughs> oh my God, to do all the videos. Like, I'm going to be behind the scenes. We're going to show you guys everything. How it's do we make so it authentic? Fun. By showing everyone the behind the scenes. And then when we don't tag the brand, we will cackle. <laughs> on the story. Um, on the story, on story. literally. So... But you love swimming, so it is authentic. You're no, it's it's yeah. Okay, we'll have we'll discuss. <laughs> Look, I'm I think it's fun because that's just so fun and funny to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just very curious, and I think that's an important thing. As Boba said, let's follow our curiosity. Yeah. So like, it's not that deep. I also wanted to know actually, would you sell? Speaking of selling, would you sell if someone approached you to sell flat tummy tea? Would you? Never. Really? It's dumb. Yeah. For so they want you to do five five posts on your story and then one one post on your grid, uh, for fifty thousand rand. No, I wouldn't. But I mean, you asked me about something that I think is fundamentally wrong, flat oh, tummy really? tea. But if you were talking about like um a diet shake that you know that I don't know that, that maybe my I. cousin worked that my cousin used and it worked, then I'd be like, hmm, would I would I? Then I would have to think like flat tummy tea is an easy no. How do diet shakes work? Is it like meal suppressants or like meal replacements? Oh, it's a meal replacement. So it, it gives you all the, it's supposed to give you all the nutrients without the calories. Oh, yeah. But do you feel satiated? Like, how do you sort that out? Let me be honest. Let me be honest. No. I remember when I started taking the Herbalife shakes. Am I allowed to say that? Are they going to come and shoot us? Um, <laughs> yeah, they are going to come shoot you. Oh, please. They've got enough problems. Trust me. Um, they... Anyway, I used to like, I would load up my Herbalife shake with all these fruits and everything. And then I'd end up having a, a second breath. That's the fucking thing. So I was trying to lose weight. I'm so crazy. So in university, <laughs> bitch, that's the thing about these shakes. And that's why I say when you're like, wait, no, what do you mean? You've tried every, You've tried so much. Which is interesting, isn't yeah. it? Like you've lived so many lives, you've tried all these different I'm curi- like... I'm curious, man. You are curious, but it's also like a like an insatiable need to like be there fast, like to to lose weight fast, surely. Mm, some some yes. Actually, yes, but but yes and no. Like I'm not I uh, that okay, to me that implies that you're saying that there hasn't been almost like there hasn't been like thought to it or like research or it's not calculated. Like it's just like, oh my god, let me go try to lose weight fast. But literally, you could literally just eat rice and beans and lose weight. But like, if you just manage, like, okay, I think what my question is, is all of us who have tried anything but eating what we consider normally in our cultures or in our settings, what is the driving force? Why, why pay money to do these extra things when we all know if you don't have a medical condition, you could just manage your calorie intake and your exercise and building muscle. Like if the science is there, why are we buying into these, these add-ons? Like, if the science is there, what would drive us to to even seek that stuff out? But, I mean, I have this... So you know that you can eat rice and beans and lose weight because you were in Uganda for a year and you ate rice and beans and lost weight. So, but but outside of that, me who's never lived in Uganda... No, like... I think I... I, to explain more specifically, so if you don't have a condition, right? If you don't have PCOS, if you don't have all these other things, yeah. Um, the general theory is that 
you burn more calories than you take in. Yeah. So if that's how weight loss works and you can burn more calories than you take in via like muscle mass or yeah. with calories or with both. Yeah. Why don't we just do that? Why are we trying out all these meal replacements or these um, going vegan to cut all the stuff? No, that's actually a... So I think there's a difference. The meal replacements and the things that aren't real food, yes, is a lose weight fast. Mm-hmm. But the veganism, vegetarianism, um, uh, what's it called, paleo diet, the, you know, the real... What's the real meal revolution? I've forgotten. Banting. Uh-huh. Um, those aren't lose weight fast. Those are healthier living. I the, don't know, darling. Really? So it's um, supposed to be for a lifestyle forever? Yes. Those are sold as lifestyle. Oh, no, veganism, vegetarianism, that's, that's something yeah. different. But the... Banting, paleo diet, the things that have names like that. That's supposed to be a lifestyle. You're supposed to change your life forever. Um, yeah. Hmm. That that's how I understood them to be. I understand. I think my my concern is that there is so in the article I was reading, she so in the podcast actually, which I'll link, um, this doctor talked about food rigidity, which is an obsession with in any direction with being pedantic about your food intake. So Mm. um, veganism can be considered food rigidity, depending on how you approach it, right? It's being like super Mm. specific um, and kind of obsessive about like the contents of food. Now we're not talking about people who have medical conditions where they cannot eat certain things because you have to be um, obsessive. But I just think when they become culty, like eating, for me, just eating should be free knowledge, common knowledge and easy. Mm. And like easier to access. So when banting becomes, okay, this bread is 30 rand more. It's $10 more because mm. it's banting. When it becomes a thing where at the top someone's getting rich, um, I just can't help but think there's a cult energy that surrounds these things. And like to demonize one group of food, if it's carbs, if it's this, if it's that, do we think that's healthy? Because on one hand, I think I, I'm concerned by that, about mm. the um, practicality and also about like your mental health. Like, can you be happy? if you've demonized a, a group of food that mm. biologically brings us a lot of pleasure, like carbs, we love simple carbs. Like mm. our bodies love them, even though whether they're right or wrong, oh, good, healthy or he- unhealthy for us. Mm. But on the other hand, I also wonder because we live in a time where food is so extreme, um, extremely unhealthy, extremely dangerous. We have to have equally extreme measures to like combat how poisonous a lot of the stuff we consume is not because we seek out poisonous food, but because mm corporations are just pumping them with poisonous stuff there is that and there's also modern living and modern eating um and with the um the rise of is it of agriculture and the agricultural age and Mm -hmm. um being able to mass produce animals and an animal meat we started eating meat on a scale that we hadn't been before whereas with your your great-grandmother got chicken feet on christmas like otherwise she was vegan for the rest of the year Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was yeah, true, right? And so then, and so now, what the thing that 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 like alarms me is that you know, meat eaters will, will meat eaters will tell me everything in moderation, um, but the way <laughs> we eat meat now is not moderation. Yeah. Like, and and if we look back to what kept um the the person that's a hundred now start didn't start on the diet that we're eating now. The person that's reached they didn't start on Twinkies. They they didn't start on Twinkies and they and didn't start shank. on steaks. You know, a good, a good portion, a fist-sized portion of steak every day, um, you know, as you're told. They didn't start on those things. It started very differently. So I think that that so much, I think that we can, there's so little that we can trust, um, like, blindly out there. And that it is so important for us to um, 
um, investigate for ourselves, which is what I've been doing, mm-hmm. trying to find out what works for me. And so now, so, and so what I think you might be, what, what I think you're calling as say veganism as being um, that like food rigidity, I think meat eating is food rigidity because you'll find that meat eaters must have um, either meat at every meal or every day there has to be some kind of meat. And then if there's veggies or not, hey, but then, you know, there might be some carbs with it, um, which is what like our family diet kind of progressed to later on. Like there was mm-hmm. always chicken on the table. There was always some kind of meat on the table. Um, and if there wasn't, and now even with friends, like if there isn't meat, they're like, but what's this meal? Is that not rigidity? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, this um, doctor framed rigidity as like psychological. So being like, I can't do this. I can't do that. Mm. And meat eaters, it's interesting. Um, I think we don't approach it as, I can't eat vegetables, but it just happens to be that because the steak's so big, the vegetables might be less on the plate. It's not, I can't eat vegetables, but it's, it's definitely, I can't not eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's interesting. I've never thought about it that way. I will say, um, I think I can tell the difference between like my friends who either are plant-based or are clean eaters. And that's like, a source of joy versus like a pedantic Mm. lifestyle that's like fueled by like fear and terror. Mm. And I think the outcome on a physical level is the same, but I think it's a different emotional and mental journey. Yeah. Like between being like, Ooh, wow, I won't eat a Twinkie because it's literally like a cancer bar. Mm. Um, Should I bleep that out? Will they come? Will they drop through our, our roof? (laughs) But yeah. So I just think there's a difference, Mm. but again, I wonder, I think, maybe our times do call for extreme measures if everything's got cornstarch like if you were telling me like the tomato paste i use has got sugar i mean if tomato paste has got sugar Mm. maybe i need to be we one needs to be extreme and like counter counter the kinds of yeah even when i i had to be gluten-free back in my old life before (laughs) pre-hypnotherapy um shout out to arthur shout out to arthur the amount of things that i couldn't eat because um you know so a sauce or a what is the simplest thing had gluten like a you know a small a chocolate had gluten in it for who knows what like mm, and you just so wonder like what it's so much filler and so much of this gmo stuff that's going on interesting mm. but i think also that's why um like i lo- lost weight in uganda so effortlessly is because while i was eating so i'd have rice and beans a massive bowl of rice and beans for breakfast rice and beans for snack and she might make it sound like it's just rice and beans let me tell you about the premium beans it's in phenomenal Uganda. like it's a soupy they are buttery like ghee was there ghee in your beans no no i could cow not fat? deal okay. with ghee. so ghee. even without the cow fat just the flavor of the bean beautiful oh. for snack for lunch for dinner for mm. midnight snack it was just like rice and beans because it's so delicious mm. um but then if you think about it like i'm 2 degrees away from the person who like grew the beans Mm. they sold them to somebody and then i got them from the ground and it's like subsistence farming Mm. so like small plots of land and the rice is too so there was the same bowl of rice and beans in new york you'd probably gain weight the rice is this is subsistence farming it is subsistence no no, the rice is probably not yeah yeah but but the the beans beans are the rice is probably not because that was um the indian folks what do you say about new york that the same bowl of rice and beans there, yeah, you would oh, probably yeah. gain weight because who knows yeah. what kind of filler suddenly yeah. the beans have have gluten. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. saying. So the conscience. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'd like to hear from you guys. Like, what? Let me know in the Facebook group, not my DMs. Let me know in the Facebook group. Um, in what ways do you have? Do you choose to be conscientious about what you eat 
And do you think it's an obsessive, um, driven by like an obsessiveness to like shrink yourself versus a response to the dramatic food landscape we have now? Right. Curious. Very curious. And I also like, I mean, the question that you asked to me, uh, the question that you asked to me is so important because I think that a lot of people that are, that take a stance that, um, is opposite from what other people are doing are villainized mm. for seemingly shunning the other. So to put words it. to it, <laughs> vegans and vegetarians are demonized for not wanting to eat meat and meat yeah. eaters are like, well, meat eaters feel judged by and vegans yeah, and vegetarians that's interesting, hey? and they really attacked. have to, they feel attacked and they have to like take a stand and will almost to say, well, what's wrong with me if you're not going to live like me? That's true. Yeah. And, um, uh, so whichever I think whichever one that one chooses I think the most important is to choose consciously so when I was eating you know when I when I eat meat it's to choose consciously this is I'm eating meat and I know what it does in my body or at least I think I know as much as I can and when I want to be vegan this is why I want to be vegan and when I want to be raw this is why I'm going raw. like just to know for yourself as opposed to um like like yeah yeah, to know for yourself. And do you think you're going to one day do away with the labels? Because I was just thinking, yeah. Mm. I yeah. mean, you've just set a whole spectrum and you literally do traverse that spectrum in like two weeks. You're oh, vegan, yeah. raw, veggie, yeah. omnivorous. Yeah. So do you find power in the labels? Or no. is it just for clarity? And, like, the labels convo? are for clarity. Okay. But otherwise, the but they all, and they all bring me anxiety, the labels, because the minute I say them, I think of how I'm not keeping up to the strict standard of what exactly they mean. Um, so I'm definitely doing away with labels. It's just for clarity now. I'll hold you to that. Oh, to doing away with labels. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh, hold me to that. Yeah, That's a nice one. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, labels aren't healthy. What about, um, just thinking about, because we talked about like briefly organic beans. Yeah. I think we should also discuss, so do you know the difference? I was reading on someone's skincare blog um, that there's a difference between, I think we conflate natural with healthy. Mm. And have you ever, have you considered that? I don't know what you mean by that. Like to me, I'm like, right. yeah, natural's healthy. What do you mean? So people think that because something's natural, it must be healthy. For like, example? So because shea butter is shea butter, it's one ingredient, it's natural, it must be good for my skin. Oh. And it's literally the worst thing that could have happened to mine. Because glycerin soap is natural, it must be good to shower with. Because our um, natural deodorant's made out of one ingredient and it's a crystal, it must be healthy. It's one mm. ingredient and it's from the ground. It's not even, you know, it's not synthesized. Is it really? I don't even know from, what it is. It is one material, yes. For real? Yes. Wow. Um, and so I learned this because I think a lot of people with problem skin was trying to use natural stuff. Like, let me just put some tea tree, some tea tree and some, um, and some olive oil on my skin. And it was just fucking them up further and understanding that, like, I think I'm learning in like my health journey that what works for me is so much more important than what's natural. Mm. I love to have few chemicals, but then misunderstanding my research so i do like things which have as few chemicals as possible and i was going to make my own um sunscreen um the main ingredient in sunscreen is zinc oxide right and it's um like a white powder that's why we a lot of us look white cast if we're brown because um that's the main ingredient i honestly just thought it was like oh bloody racist at the top of the pyramid <laughs> just throwing in what paint yeah like not <laughs> in acrylic <laughs> Yeah, no, it's zinc. Zinc oxide is a white powder. Okay. So um, zinc oxide, and then it gets activated, or like it 
works really well with vitamin C and some other products. So I was just going to take some zinc oxide, mix it into my moisturizer and put it on. Now, what I failed to understand, like I think in our pursuit of trying to stay away from chemicals, we should also understand what they mean and what they are. Mm. And like I'm learning that so many chemicals are to stabilize other chemicals in different forms. So if you're trying to suspend zinc oxide in a powder form in a product that has a a chemical process and so you need chemicals to support that Mm. and if i mix zinc oxide in my hand um i can't be sure of the efficacy and like there are some preservatives of course ideally we wouldn't have to use preservatives but there are some chemicals that that just need them to like work properly and to be housed properly Mm. and so i just think this especially affects, not especially, but black women were especially subject to this with the, the natural hair movement when we were all putting, what was it? Coconut oil, man. We were all putting coconut oil in our hair. And for some of us who were 4C, our hair was sisal. It was snapping off. And we're like, what are we doing mm. wrong? It's supposed to be coconut oil because like the mixed girls, the three three A girls mm. say coconut oil. But their hair has like a resilience that 4C hair just doesn't have an elasticity that it doesn't have and like a bounce back energy that we just don't have. And mm-hmm. so like coconut oil was the, it's for a lot of us the worst. And so I just think, wow, does that make me 4B? No, you're definitely, you're a hard 4C. I'm Mukundua. Haven't you seen my eyes? They're light brown. You're so funny. You're a 4, I don't know actually. Cause so I think that the type 4C has to be broken down further. Yeah. Because like I'm a 4C but my friends are too and we have different hair textures. Okay, yeah. And like also a South African 4C is very different to a Ugandan 4C. Mm. And we need to talk about that stuff. Because people <laughs> are getting scammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do, okay, yeah. No, mm. that's a segue that's not necessary. No, no, have it. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> it's about white people's hair and do they have so many nuances? Um, because they do they're on the spectrum they're 1a 1b 1c 2a 2b 2c okay and then there's also this thing that it's called uncombable hair syndrome it's when a white person has 4a hair 4a basically 4a you can google that type in uncombable hair syndrome there's a there's a video on good morning britain or this morning uk and it's this little kid who has hair that literally just looks like a black girl and they're like, it's uncombable hair. We don't know what to do, really. We took it to the doctor. But no... So they use an Afro comb. They use an Afro comb. They take yeah, it to the is... African lady salon to help her. Like and it's bed. called uncombable hair. Interesting, isn't it? So, yeah. like We need to pitch up to our corporates and be like, uncombable <laughs> hair, sorry. Uncombable <laughs> hair syndrome. It's called being black. Fuck. But that's interesting, yeah. I just find that when we talk about health, I think it's really flat because I just think there's so there's so much mixed messaging and there's a lot of nuance that's missed because right. um we're not medicalizing health. We're not like when we say use coconut oil, can we please have a breakdown about what coconut oil does? Is it porous? Right. How does how does hair work? How does like a hair follicle work? Yeah. The black girls who really went into the national hair movement, like we were really digging and we understand how to figure out like the porosity of our hair, how the hair follicle structured. Because we had to do that research to understand how to look after ourselves. And mm. I think we need to do that with our bodies because that's such a good point. Like you were saying, for example, for example, raw veganism, mm. right? All these studies that prove that the human body operates with, you know, with food that's not cooked above 40 degrees or whatever it is. Mm. But then there are all these studies that counter that. And mm. what's confusing about the health movement or, or what's confusing about healthy living is for every study that says 
meat helps build pro- build your muscles. Mm. There's a study that says, no, it doesn't. Rather eat bananas. There's more protein than bananas. Um, meat actually, if you eat too much meat, it breaks down your livers. Then there's another stuff. So there's such, how can science be singular, but also so opposing? Yeah, it's absolutely not singular. Um, but is it absolutely not singular? Like, where are the lies? Someone's oh, lying, Yaki. It can't, be, it can't be the same. It can't be... How about science is singular, but research is not. Like, it's opposing. Like, I think you can stop anywhere along the mm. along the way to the answer. Um, or And I think there are a lot of different answers, but anywhere along the way to the answer, and you can stop there um, and paint the picture. It's just like partial truth, you know? That's so true. So like, yes, meat protein does help, but plant is... It will leave your blood cleaner. And now there's going to be an opposing thing that says, well, actually, too much plants, there's a buildup of chlorophyll, which yeah. clogs up your eyes. Yeah, which which makes sense. Like, you know, because you shouldn't just eat spinach. You should have all so the other things. So there's actually a lot of nuance we're not. I think also these these research, this research is being funded specifically by people who benefit from it. Yeah. A lot of times. And it's leaving out the nuance. Mm. So when things are said, when like a product said it's linked to cancer, lots of things are linked to lots of things, right? But we're not told about, well, what's the percentage? If it's linked 0.0001, most things are anyway. So that's fine. Like butterfly wings are poisonous. Like, can we have some like comparison? Can we have some nuance? Like, can you stop treating us like morons? Like, let's get the full paper. Oh no, Let's have some... If if they don't treat us like morons, then their industry will collapse. Like they have to... It's not in their best interest. Like we absolutely have to be our own scientists Put on the goggles, bitch, and dive in. Like, you just have to for yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I've gone through every diet and been like, hmm, no thanks. But do you think you've gone no thanks because you've not been disciplined to see it through and, like, get the results you want? Some of them, yes. (laughs) But, yeah, some of them, yes. But I also think that that's part of, like, if this is so hard to follow, Mm. then, no, I I don't want to live like this for the rest of my life. But anything anything restrictive is, though. That's my thing. Like, even veganism... When I say restrictive, for a kid, no, because that's all they know. But you, so you're coming from calamari, calamarsh, and now you're going to, <laughs> do you see what I mean? Like, isn't that going to be hard? But I guess, again, no. it's not about having rigid. Yeah. I think my thing is no rigid boundaries. Yeah. Like, sure, you're, you're plant-based, but bitch, if you come across like some wagyu that looks good. Yeah. You might fuck it up. You can, you can. But I think there's also nothing wrong with boundaries because mm, bitch, true. drink poison or decide, nah, it's fine. Like so far, so I I shall go this far and no further. It's also mm. fine, and yeah, yeah, is. yeah. I think that's also fine, and I think it's the, it's the thing of like training a dog. When you train a dog and you have it, um, when you train a dog, you can go to the park and you can let it off the leash. But when you call it, it'll come back to you. It's having that like the discipline that allows you a, a, um, a certain amount of freedom. But if you don't train a dog, then you have to have it on the leash in the park the whole time. So similarly, if you, so for me, so if my highest, at the moment, hey, this is this might change in a year. But at the moment, I'm like, okay, I really want to try veganism. And if I do that, and it works for my body, um, the benefits that I expect are going to allow me to feel the freedom that I want in my body. Then that's way worth, that's worth so much more than, than trying to get my nutrition from from meat that um might not that, mm. that might be causing that. problems. Yeah. It's just for the free I just want the the freedom of health, eh? Yeah. That's what I want. I mean I just I hear that. I have I I think our generation is so used to immediate results mm. and instant gratification that we can't it's inextricably linked to yeah, results. Yeah. And so like in the same way, 
I mean, the same, and I wonder when we were juicing celery and drinking that, yeah, and you weren't seeing the results as prescribed, yeah, the science was there, so like you were receiving the benefits, you might have they might have not like manifested, yeah. in a way you could measure. But do you think you'd be still interested if you couldn't measure the results? Like if you were still a fat vegan, because there are loads of those. Okay, you're not a fat vegan. If, if you were a fat vegan, if that was the results, you were just and a big ass vegan. truth shall set you free. Because I know you don't identify as that. If you were a big ass vegan, like, would you be okay with that? Um, If I had the free, if my body, I want freedom. Uh, my body, I want freedom in my body to do what I need to do. So whatever takes me there is where I'm going to be. You are so, a liar. I'm not a liar. You you would be you so ten more kilos than you are now, and you're vegan and you're healthy. I won't have the freedom of my body because oh. I won't be able to run up the stairs. I won't but be able to do box jumps. I won't be able to do pull ups. I won't be but able to. But if you could, I, if you could, but I won't be able to. Okay, fine. Your your weight you are now. If I could, and my thighs didn't rub together, so yeah. that I have to wear ski pants under every skirt, and if all of those the things that I don't like about having a body that feels difficult to move through, if those are all gone and I'm ten kgs heavier, and my heart was healthy, and I could do the things I wanted to do, and I could go running with friends, I could go mm-hmm. hiking with her, then sure, sure, fine. Give me the body of an elephant. I don't give a fuck. If I have freedom, I have freedom. But now mm. I feel so restricted. And the only, uh, like, I can only link it to, yeah, I've, I'm carrying 27 extra kgs. I see. So, like, ultimately, though, like, what I learned from the happiness episode was that nothing really matters. Mm-hmm. And actually, the most important thing is centering myself, my curiosity, my satisfaction, therefore my joy. So, if I want to to chase a certain diet or regime or mode or modality, whatever, as long as I know what the center, that I am the center of it. I'm not looking for happiness in the achieving of the thing, okay. but I'm following my curiosity through the achieving Ooh, of the thing. Cool, Bobo. Girl, listen she to me. She saved you. She saved Bobo you. Did, I'm, not quite, I'm, 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 I'm augmenting Bobo. I'm making it better. I'm dead. She You're building on it. I'm building on Bobo. <laughs> okay, I understand. That's such a good, I love that. So yeah. in our pursuits of trying out these different like modes of exercise mm. and eating habits mm. you are focusing on like the 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 journey of it and like the nowness right. of it and That's the interest right. and the curiosity and the pleasure and what in what i discover through okay. it okay yeah, and yeah, rather yeah. than like end goal yes i won't be happy when i'm thin but i like okay i think i'm gonna digress but yes, oh basically God. what you said is right. What do you mean you won't be happy when you... Do you no, want to be... You keep using these words that are just like thin, yak, thin. Don't you just think of like Kate Moss? Like, are you trying to be... You're trying to be Serena, aren't you? Uh, yes. So there's no thinness there. Yeah. That's Masikula. Masikula. <laughs> Welcome to Uganda. <sighs> okay. Okay. And I think that's important. Like, for me, I think being clear with ourselves about what our goals are whether they're like virtuous or not is really important and mm-hmm. like like before i just think that adds clarity like mm-hmm. i understand veganism is an important lifestyle to you because it's of all the research you understand and it's like healthier for your your organs your body yeah but the weight loss was is a, also hugely integral and central but not to vegan it's kind of so weight loss is separate so so veganism is about health. The weight loss, that's why I'm engaging in other like sporting activities and things as well. So um, it, it is a, it's a good uh, or a, um, a beneficial byproduct of veganism, but I don't want to be vegan to lose weight. If that okay. makes sense. Yes. I see, I see. Because there are faster ways to lose weight than just being vegan. Like what? 
Oh, like doing Herbalife shakes. Oh, really? Is that fast? Mm, relatively. Yeah. Two shakes a day and one real normal God, Herbalife. Meal. I know. And all these scams, Dali. Like, that's another question I have is... I'm really uncomfortable, and I think we have opposing opinions about this. Mm. I'm uncomfortable about health modalities making scores of money. Mm. That, like, doesn't make me feel... Uh, What's a health icky. modality? Anything literally from um, Herbalife, from selling a diet plan, mm. from selling a spiritual plan. Like, I'm going to teach you how to be spiritually awakened, oh. selling a three-day course for $30,000. Yeah. Um, even like the wealth, I don't want to say names, but like our favorite auntie who's yeah. built a career off like helping people awaken spiritually. Yeah. I understand with them though, yeah. I understand that like for me, money's energetic and it follows, I think it's equal. Her, her money is equal to her efforts and, right. and how she's touched people's lives. That's I still, but the difference with her, she's not pricing, she's not pricing a product unfairly. Right. So their magazine is priced the same as every magazine. Yeah. The, you know, um, they've not outpriced. Whereas like these three day spiritual retreats yeah. where there's, it's so much money. You could buy probably like a really small secondhand car with them. Mm. I understand people need to make a living. And I, I don't know why I'm more uncomfortable with that than like a banker doing that, charging mm. you the same amount for like a three day banking course. Or like your, your dentist charging you 7,000 Rand for, you know, in a single sitting. See that, yeah, that also makes me really young. But I think the difference does that make you uncomfortable. The spiritual, I think I I, I different differentiate between. Hmm. I, I I'm wondering Let why me think about that. Like, oh, is the dentist different from like the spiritual thing? I, I guess because also with the dentist, the seven thousand rand on a sitting is that there were ones who would I could have gotten that for free, mm. and I could have also gotten that for probably a thousand. Mm. But I had like, I chose. I chose the designer. Mm brand yeah she oh she did and i think for spiritual things i guess we also have options to just read the book like just pay buy the book for six dollars if you don't want to go on the thirty thousand dollar retreat but isn't that uncomfortable that they're like they're these gatekeepers to what it should be free knowledge like access to spiritual comfort and freedom and it's always these white women for me who are extremely rich who are talking about manifesting always yeah how many white australian women how many white american women how many white brits who it's just not a coincidence that they're all so moneyed up and yeah. they talk about how to manifest. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of also, I'm not seeing black faces. I'm not seeing brown faces. I'm not seeing people with my kind of money, my middle mm. class kind of money. Um, or like, yeah, I'm just not seeing that. Mm. And that's really curious to me. It's really, really curious. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, that thing does come up of like, are you manifesting or are you just privileged? And, it's like a meme on the internet. It's mm. supposed to be funny. Yeah, it, laugh. No, it's um, it's very funny. But that's not what we're discussing. I just think that might be a consideration for you listening. Maybe that's what you might be thinking. And maybe that's true. But I think if you know any black or brown people who teach about manifesting, whether they're moneyed or not, please send them to me on the Facebook group. But the, the or not, like we know tons. Hmm, do we? Yeah. Oh. Like we know we know tons of brown people that talk about manifesting that aren't moneyed. And like, yeah, I'm not drinking their Kool-Aid as much as I'm drinking the rich people. So I'm like, I don't if you can manifest, why are you here? No. What okay. do you know I'm here? You know, hmm. okay, so your the your issue is two pronged. And and the one is that um 
what seems like it should be freely accessible now has or a price affordable, tag. Or affordable, man. Or affordable, yes, has a price tag on it, and that's just unfair. Um, so maybe just talking about that, I think that that has happened across the board. Some has been going on for longer and somewhere we used to. Um, water should be free. It's not. Uh, electricity, power, um, living should be free. We mm. should just be able to live, but we have to pay for the houses that we live in. Um, but but then also, on the other hand, effort has gone into cre- to um, mm. cultivating a craft that knows how to put a house together number one for your for your mental your your well-being your like sort of your inside well-being i don't know what it's called but also two just for your physical well-being like to keep that roof over your head for 60 100 200 years so that the building doesn't crumble so that a, a show of appreciation goes into paying for that service and i think that with the spirituality um i think that there are two ways to look at it and i think that there are many there are many rungs and in some ways, I think that that's fine. But in some ways, I do think that, that that there are gatekeepers to a lot of these things. And that's where like our reflexologist comes in and she just believes healing should be for everyone, but she also needs to eat. So she charges something, um, but it's not as much as it could be. Mm. Um, that's true. Yeah. So that's true. There so are businesses. They are businesses. But I also think that that it sounds like the energy that people approach the arts with mm. where it's, it's so much seems like something, but I could do that yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know why we, we really don't assign value to it. And so we're not quick to, to accept that, you know, payment to pay for it. That's true. That's true. We could, we could crunch the numbers on our own damn taxes. We actually could. You sit and study and you know how to do your taxes, but to pay someone, to, you know, to go to watch someone do a live performance that takes 20 years to master the violin, like we're also still like, mm, I don't know. That's true. That's very true. I think I need to interrogate that because, again, I, I blow 7K on a tooth, but like I'm not about to blow 7K for a manifestation workshop. Mm. And it's like, okay, so where do you place your value and why? Mm. Um, maybe even looking at the genderedness of these crafts as mm. well, like the arts. Um, gendered not even just of the people who perform in them but just like as a practice mm. it's kind of considered feminine so yeah I think I need to consider that a bit more yes and and I think also then to remember that still I think your intuition will always play a role because it's not like everyone is pure like you know um, not every yoga studio is here for the people some shit is just overpriced like yoga pants and mats and th- some of them are just thousands of rands for what it's just a fucking mat um whereas so so and yes. maybe it's about market darling like overpriced mm. for what because i'm not catering to you i'm catering to rich people about that i think so hey yeah because when i think about it when i like if i really wanted someone i could afford for a three-day manifestation course i could google it they're there they're, there. they're operating out of our, their houses i'm gonna be upset about that I wanted to operate out of, you know what I mean? Like the hotel, one of those places in hotel, like the... uh, A spa? No, they like do it like in hotel rooms, like a conference room. So if I want... You want a manifestation (laughs) course in a conference room? if I want to go to a manifestation... What a frigid uh, bitch. (laughs) I want it out in a garden, a secret garden somewhere. Okay, so if we want secret garden vibes, we want refreshments. We want the book at the end. We want to get... um, all those amenities, yeah. then we also like need to pay the money. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I think truly I'm actually sounding better because if I Google the stuff I could find. Yeah. I think I just do want to explore this further. I think I might even actually ask one of these white women who 
You just always find them on a hundred. You can never find where they start. It's always no, but they pop up. I don't know, Dali. They pop up. They're thirty-five, thirty-eight, whatever, forty. They pop up and they they. It's like as if they started there. And I was like, well, where did you? I wanted to see where you started from. But like. Okay, how many do you really follow? Like, I used to follow tons of these, like, you know, manifestation people, young white women my age. And, like, you know, they would tell their stories and how they did start at rock bottom. I don't know what their access is. So maybe their personal money was rock bottom, but they had access to people with more money and it was easy to manifest in that sense because of their connections. Who knows? Mm. But, like, um, some of them really just do seem like they just, you know, is it pedal to the metal? I don't know what that means pedal but to the metal i don't actually know what that means i think it's driving isn't it it just means i think it means like working hard i think it's putting it means working hard but it's like when you put the accelerator down all the way but there's no metal there it's like a felt mat it really is no i know it is it's ex- it's well, pushing okay, the accelerator it. okay google it fine and if i'm right i get an ice cream a vegan eh, ice cream a vegan ice cream i was going to say here yeah, hello vegan ice cream okay i thought you were <laughs> no but yeah. i no labels no labels yeah. So I just wonder if some of it might be just your perception overriding. Yeah. And it's also no research. Happens. It's a lazy. Well, no, look, it's an observation that I've not, I've not explored further by right. Googling. And actually you think I can't like going to episode number one of their podcasts. Literally. Actually researching. So and I'm Googling, just speaking now. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, But it is curious, isn't it guys? <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> Let's also discuss, by the way, bloating oh talk talk Let's speak talk on about it bellies yeah oh my gosh my belly was looking healthy i look back at the pictures at the event we were at today oh belly's out yeah what pictures Where, are they on insta now yeah i'll oh, show course, you i look so good you do you look i mean amazing. look yeah like <laughs> i was someone again on the podcast was talking about how we medicalize bloating mm. which was such a shock to me because Very i was like oh my gosh we all have this thing we were like either well, not all. A lot of us are concerned about bloating. Like, okay, wait, why is my tummy big today? What did I eat yesterday? Why is it like moving mad? And she's talk- she talked about how bloating is really just like a biological process. Like her-, her clients will come in, she's a doctor, and they'll be like, I'm bloating, I need to figure out why. And she's like, okay, are you in pain? No. Do you have celiac? No, we've looked for that. Do you have, pe- do you have all these other conditions? Mm-hmm. Um, irritable bowel syndrome? No. Okay. When do you bloat? After I eat. Okay. So that's literally just like the process of like breaking down food and fermentation. So mm. your belly will be bigger. And like. I've been bloating for 21 years. Do you know what I mean? Like that correlating with the, the flat tummy tea. This obsession with like a flat stomach mm. for women. And I wonder where that comes from. Like this, the belly as being a sign for health. Because. Science maybe. Belly fat linked to heart disease. <sighs> I just don't believe, I think fat phobia is really linked to science. Mm. I don't think it's linked at all. Because how many of your friends are thin and don't exercise? Oh, yeah. And they've mm-hmm. definitely got visceral fat on their organs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like cute when they eat like how much McDonald's. Yeah. It's like funny and quirky and like, ha, 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 yeah, you just sat on a bowl of pasta. But you're also thin and that privilege of it being funny when you yeah. eat badly and it being funny when you don't exercise. Oh, I don't yeah. even exercise. Oh, my gosh, I'm so weak. Yeah. yeah it's all funny because you're thin. But you... <laughs> The sugar diabetes, like mm-hmm. you're also at risk. Mm-hmm. It's coming for interesting. you. Yeah, it is really interesting. Do you think, I think I kind of used to resent that. And I think I probably still do, but I'm getting over it. Like resenting how much small people 
don't take exercising seriously. Do you know what? This is where CrossFit really helped me because then I would look at them and be like, but you're weak. And I, and CrossFit was all about being strong. And I was like, oh fuck, finally somewhere where I can shine. I can be my size. I can be who I am, but I can be fucking strong. And that will help me move through a workout quicker and finish faster than you, you skinny twat. So, (laughs) oh, oh. Yeah. Should we take that out for the people that no, I don't No, don't take people will feel shamed. Don't take it don't out. Don't feel though. shamed. Um Oh, it's okay. Look, you'll feel a bit. It's fine to feel some heat. It is fine. <laughs> it is fine to take heat, guys. Yeah. A little bit. Especially if you're of the privileged group, like just relax. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know. Just breathe it in. It irritates fine. me, but I think I need a hmm. What am I do about it? Should I confront my friend? <laughs> Should I confront my friends who are thin and don't exercise because it upsets me? No, just eat what you want around them. I make them. it my problem? And my if, problem. Eat what you want, and if they have eyes on your food, you can also stare them down, or you can just take another bite. No, they don't have eyes on my food. So wait, what's the problem? My we- problem is they need to exercise. Ah, no, you're putting your hand in someone else's <laughs> business. Ah, I think you're the problem. No, like, oh, clearly, I am literally <laughs> the problem. Okay. Have, you know that that Bretman Rock meme of him saying like, "Saging my house for bad energy, but I'm the bad energy." <laughs> yeah, no, it's me. Hundred uh, percent, but yeah, thin people, the sugar diabetes. Like, just know that coming. you're. Oh, yeah. Just catch yourself. No, you said that. You said it's coming. <laughs> just know you have to exercise. Well, do you? Do people have to exercise? I feel like also women. I feel like, or not even women. I just feel like people have a lot of trauma around exercising, mm. like high school mm. and PE, mm. and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, pee is a global trauma. Yeah, like being a lot, loads of people feeling like either too thin and feeling gawkish and silly. Other people yeah. being like, I could never find exercise stuff in the kids section and I was 11 and I really needed to shop in like the bigger size. Mm. I just think it's really complicated. Should, like yeah. I know I used to, I had a really complicated relationship with exercise because I didn't like sweating. I was mm. really humiliated by it because I learned somewhere, probably in bio, that fat people sweat and so You've me sweating me. means that i'm fatter that like people know i'm even though you can see it like yeah. people okay that that's me saying i'm fat like if i'm sweating i'm unfit serious? yeah like if you sweat more you're more unfit which is mm. not now like an older age or now that i'm older like understanding that's not at all mm. god science is really eh, science has done leaps and bounds like the things yeah. we teach people like bmi there's so much nonsense mm. in like what we teach people about body health Mm. and like one of my friends who's in the medical practice will you still be talking about bmi do you know what i find oh gosh like what people in i'm so wary of people in the health industry because health industry like gps gps nutritionists um those those people because i feel like they learn what they learn then they stop and mm. like, no, very, very seldom do I find further learning. And we're talking about like people in our own family that are in the medical industry. Like, I mean, it's just so, so lazy. I just can't stand them. Like there's just That's no further research. Yeah. So even now with it, like, you know, this new thing that I'm trying to do, this new exercise, they've got a nutritionist and I just want to know, but does this person, does this person read? Like, I, I don't know how to ask that more upfront because I just know that it's going to be rooted in some archaic um nutrition principle that you know is yeah. already outdated three times over yeah i feel like you have to be mindful even just the fact that we need nutritionists like i just feel like 
I don't know. The earth has so many answers and I we've just strayed yeah. so far where we needed people need to be telling us what to eat because so much of the food we eat is like messed up. Yeah. Our eating habits are messed up. And like we need to now go to a specialist to be like, hey, this one thing I've been like, this only reason I'm on this planet, like to eat and to like procreate, I need help with. Mm. It's what? so upsetting. So, okay. I just feel like we've wasted so much time um, in our lives focusing on what we eat. <laughs> It's exhausting. And like for me, I just, I can't wait. Imagine like there's some people who for a whole year haven't thought about their bodies. Yeah. Or like their weight. And that is so interesting. The brain space that frees up, man. And I think I do only because I know I'm supposed to like, okay, I Mm. weigh whatever I weigh. (laughs) No, I weigh a hundred kilograms. Well, it's 99. Why are you disclosing? Because I also just feel like it has power when you don't. Mm. Like, why does that matter? Just mm. like the amount of money we make. I'm just... If we share, these things have less power. And then mm. we're less... It's less divide and conquer by the organizations mm. that like... All the companies and corporations that yeah. benefit from us being shamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Actually, that's why I admitted to having McDonald's today when we're talking to our friends. You had McDonald's? Yeah. Today? No, yesterday I had McDonald's. I'd never had McDonald's without you, Brenda. Don't worry. Oh, okay. But like I was telling him about, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be vegan. Um, But yesterday I had McDonald's, a big tasty. And he was like, oh, wow. And I, and I thought, I actually have to say this so that um, I don't hold shame within me knowing I'm oh, not yeah. telling him that I had McDonald's. That's the thing. And so I'm like, okay, well, I think I'm supposed to want to lose weight. Cause yeah. like, that's like you're supposed to. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, shit, I guess I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. But like, in my heart of hearts, it's just not even that. I'm like pretty, I'm okay. Like, I like how I look. You've always been okay. I've pretty much been okay. Mm-hmm. But it does fluctuate. And I think more than anything, I want to stop asking myself the questions. If I can just like lose if i can be like 80 then i i think in my head i won't have to ask those questions anymore because like i'm in a range where i just wouldn't feel as targeted by i just wouldn't feel like that was a question like is it okay though i'm okay like is this okay to be but i just don't believe that's how it works like i believe once you're on that once you're interested in in weight loss i feel that and it's not for health. I, I feel that that goalpost just moves a lot. I think that's right. It's and confusing. I, so, okay. So how I would probably advise to like rejig that goal for you is that, you know, the goal that you have about like financial goal, like one of them is that I don't want to budget anymore. I don't want yeah. to need to budget. Like that to me is such a tangible goal. When you reach that, you know, you don't need to budget. The problem with being 80 is you can be a very unhealthy 80. If you have no muscle or very low muscle mass, you'll still look... You can be, you can look quite big and be 80 kgs. Um, And so it's, so for me, my, my goal is that I can wear a skirt without needing to wear ski pants underneath because my thighs aren't rubbing together so hard that I chafe. Then I'm comfortable. Oh, I I, like that. I I like that. So like health goals. Yes. Health and and how my physical body feels that I want to be able to, I want my friend to be like, do you want to do a quick 5k with me this weekend and be able to run 5k's? I don't want to run, I don't want to run a meter more than 5k's, but 5k seems like a small, easy thing that people just run and when i can just run 5ks and enjoy a 5k run with my friend you know things like that so i want very specific and i'm not saying you should take the 5k thing but i mean just i have and i want to be able to do like five pull-ups five push-ups like when i can just do those things and manage my own body then that for me is fine so exciting so if my if if my weight remains um Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Um, and I can do all of those things and I have comfort in my body. Then I don't give a 
fuck. That's true. And I think for me, I'm interested in, I really want to lose weight on my breasts because mm. I want like it to be comfortable to be braless. Mm. That's so exciting to have a straight back and that be effortless because I'm not literally carrying maybe five kilograms on my chest. Maybe more. Maybe more. Your boobs are heavy, bro. They're heavy as hell. Mm. And we I don't want to get a, a breast reduction. We need to put them on a scale. How? Put the scale on the table. Oh, I think it has to be on the floor, hey? Doesn't it? It just has to be on an even surface. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, we'll I'm do as it. sure as I am about every fact, oh, Makunda. Try. Oh, try. Let's just try. If Let's do that. If it's my 16 kgs, we know we're wrong. I just want my titties to be lighter so that I don't... In England, how much I spent on bras... The che- the less, least I've spent is 40 pounds. That's 900 rand. So 900 rand in South Africa... Wow, that's like all our bills. Yeah. On a bra. Literally, see? that's all our water food so on the fuck I mean, like when you're month. bigger, and that's another thing, like I want to be smaller because I'm tired of being inconvenienced financially. Yeah. yeah. And also just like if I go into a store, it's so upsetting when I go into a store and it's like, oh, we don't have your size. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the biggest person in sub Saharan Africa. I'm not the biggest person in South Africa. I'm not, I'm not the, the biggest, biggest person, person in, in this fucking mall. I'm not the biggest person in this mall, right? Yeah. So how are you catering to? Mm. Because South Africa also has one of the highest... Obesity rates. First of all, curvy as hell. Yeah. Bitches just be thick. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then beyond that, there's an issue with obesity. Actually, that... So how are people... Yeah. Sty- how can people be dressed and stylish and comfortable if you're not catering to what, a mm. size, whatever I am? Mm. That's crazy. And that's exhausting. And it's exhausting to pay 1K on a bra. Like, mm. that's ridiculous. I want the, you know, I want my titties to be the size where, you know, the bitches who put the bra on from the front and then just clip it in the back? Oh my God. Hey! hey. <laughs> my, what? I don't know if that's a size thing or an irresponsible thing. Like, how can you clip your, your bra on from the From, from the, the back. From, from the, the front. Back. It's you have to do it at the front, man. And then twist it all around and it, and twist it rubs round. off all the dry yeah. skin. <laughs> Yeah, so that's exciting. So yeah. this year was supposed to be this year was my health year, which I've done really well because I'm like well. physically healthy. Yeah. Um. And yeah. so now the weight loss, I want to lose the visceral fat. We did a thing; it was very interesting. It's an in-body assessment thing, mm. and it's where it shows you like your stats basically. Mm. And my visceral fat's really high, and so that's an exciting goal. Like, yeah. Okay, weight loss. Um, like directed at like the health aspect. That, yeah. Okay, my organs, my kidney is struggling. Yeah. Like, let me just yeah do something about that. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. And like having actual measures instead of like this arbitrary going to the. I, I like it. It's measured. Yeah, and it's science. Yeah, ish. So now for you, exercise. Like, why are you going to continue? Um, I continue. So I believe in like you have to pay rent for your body. So whether mm-hmm. I like things. Exercise is a ne- is necessary. Okay. Um, if I didn't have to exercise, I probably wouldn't. But I believe it's like the kind thing to do for my body, and like that's not a conscious decision. But like my knees be needing it, like my mm. ankles be needing it, my body, my heart rate does. So I want to be healthy, and I understand that's like a responsible thing to do for myself. Shame you got cute ankles. You gotta keep them happy. Yeah. So it's just like being responsible. I enjoy cross. I do enjoy CrossFit actually. Now that I finally well, now that I cheat and I just do I've exactly what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, true. Because yeah, now that I do exactly what I want to do and I don't push, I'm I'm not competitive. I'm not interested in like being better than I was yesterday. I mean, I'm just interested in showing up. Are we even related? Do you know what I mean? And like a CrossFit, it's like no, 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 go harder, go harder, add weights, come on, go. And it's like no, I don't think you guys get it. Like this could have been Zumba. Like I'm just here literally to sweat and go home. <laughs> so um, it's yeah, but also like yeah. So I think. I think I have really, I think I have a really clear understanding of why I want to be healthy, but I think there's so much messaging that confuses me and that makes me think I don't know, but like Mm -hmm. I do. 
Mm. I actually do know why I, I want to lose weight. Mm. Um, I, I do think, know why. And I think what you said earlier, it's the, there's also guilt around wanting to lose weight after all the knowing why it's so, so damaging, you know, the notion of, of weight loss and, and, you know, yeah. skinny culture, and all, why that's so damaging to so many people. There's this also guilt around, no, actually, yeah, that's one of my goals and not needing to go into then um, the thesis of this is why. This is the backstory of what I I feel weight loss will, how it'll benefit my life. It's odd, hey? Mm. It's like so encouraged weight loss, but then also demonized. Yeah. And we really, when someone tells you they want to lose weight, it's like, oh no, but wh- what, where? But like, you're beautiful. You're and it's like, huh? yeah, we should probably reconsider those kinds of responses. Mm. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I also just think, that just reminded me of Lizzo a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how... I think she's being, so my friends mentioned that they think not by her own design, but that she's consumed as a mammy. And I never had thought about that before. So a mammy is a caricature of a black woman who is like a minstrel, like overly, like in the entertainer, the jester, the jokes on them, but also like a nurturing figure who you'll DM for advice, right? Okay. That sounds like me. That's I'm a little shocked about that. <laughs> but um, so with Lizzo, I feel like I get the sense that a lot of people are enjoying, like, the way people engage with the fatness, like it's a joke, or like you're so fat and yet so confident, and it's so nice to see, and like we're living our, um, like deepest darkest like fat fantasies through you because we could never like you can be fat, I just can't, and I understand the catharsis for like a culture and a society for that. Um, and again, it's not by Lizzo's design. I don't think she perceives herself as that at all. She really is just living like it's, she's just doing a thing. But I really notice the way like Mark Jacobs on every single photo will send her like all these emojis and people keep commenting on her stuff. If you think she's so fly, why aren't you making clothes that she could wear? Mm. And he never responds. And like all these yas queen and all these like, the way white people, you always have to be a bit cautious. When white people like a thing, like, when they're overly um, complimentary, like mm. with Lupita, for me, I always have to examine it a little bit further and be like, yeah. well, where's your guilt? Where's it jumping out here? Yeah. Like, where's it coming out? Because we don't have the same zest for Rihanna. White people, we don't. Oh, not like white people aren't excited about Rihanna? No, they are, but just not in the same way. Because oh, right, right, right. she's actually competition. Because right. she's she crosses over as beautiful yeah. um, and takes up those spaces. But mm. Lupita is like this beautiful... Um, ethnic yeah black. this beautiful black bitch from, mm. from Africa okay I think I said it better so rude this Nubian better. bitch from Africa yeah who's like exotic because she has no hair or whatever the fuck and yeah. she is stunning we all know that but the way she is consumed mm. um, especially because Lupita's beautiful and also a very um, they're a very common type of beauty on the continent She's oh, a yeah, very that's common true. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One in 20 women in Uganda look like that. So mm. it's, and we see the models that are being picked. So, mm. so all to say that um, the way we engage, think about how you engage with Lizzo and the, how you cheer her on. And is it because, like, are you laughing with her? Are you laughing at her? Are you living vicariously through her because, like, wow, she's fat and she's like shaking her shit and, like, lol, wow. Like, how is it? How are you engaging? What does that say about you and, like, your relationship to, like, wellness? Because she's fit as fuck. She is. <laughs> hey. The way I she actually, dances on stage and yeah. sings. Amazing. What the fuck? 
And her knees. Honestly, I often look at like her and what she's wearing and everything and think like, but how are your thighs okay under your skirt? Like, mm, shame. Okay. That's like my one big gripe. Like, I just want my thighs to be okay. Yeah. Did I think it's because you, I think you have like narrow, do you have narrow hips? Relatively? Yeah, I think I do actually. Yeah, I think you have some I think narrow, I have narrow hips. hips. Yeah. Did like a childbirth. Joking. Right. I was going to be a surrogate. <laughs> now, no. Done. Yakrops used to be my surrogate and I think that's. Yeah, and, and Wakanda just, almost I, broke up with me. I'm well, yeah, I think fuck. that's really fucked up. You're my, my sister. I could die. Childbirth yeah, yeah. is an extreme sport. And I, if I can't have a kid, then buy one, man. Isn't that what adoption is? Pick a Madonna. <laughs> buy a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that is hilarious. Hilarious. Let's just see what else we had to chat about. Did you have more to say about Lizzo? I was no, just like, that was a No, we're done. I want to actually talk about um, the racialization of exercises. Do you think that fits? Oh, it does fit. Yeah. How exercise or certain exercises are racialized, gendered, and therefore, like you were saying before, like become the gatekeep, the gatekeepers of health, so that yet again, black folks um, don't have access to a new revolutionary way of being fit. Oh yeah, and it's funny, yeah, hundred um, percent. I think my experience with that is CrossFit, how it's a very white. I don't know if you know if it's bro-y, but I'll just say it's a white sport. So there are loads of white folks. And, it is bro It is bro But every... I don't know if it, that's just like the boxes we've been to or if it's like that is actually... I mean, it is a bro energy. From everything that I've consumed and I've consumed a bro. lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bro... I would say it's a bro energy. bro culture. Yep. Definitely. CrossFit. So I always like every six weeks I'll be... I'll ask my coach, why don't we have more black people? And they'll be like, well, we don't know... You know, we don't know. Um, and I think... What is it about CrossFit? Well, it's... Look, is it, it... Can we make a correlation with the fact that a lot of, like, the sports that cost the least are also black people can excel at, like... Mm. With football, with basketball, things where you just really need a ball and, like, mm. a space versus where you have to pay a membership of, again, rent money, a thousand rand a month to, like, go and mm. lift weights. And mm. is that... I mean, can we really... And then Virgin Active, which is like 200 rand, which is much more affordable. Mm. And black people love Virgin Active. Mm. I feel like that's like our jam. Yeah. Like we're in Virgin Active, which is Definitely. a gym, a gym franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah. What do you think? It's like CrossFit and weightlifting. And I don't know, of. but I don't know if it's, I, I think, so I was going to say, I don't know if it's conscious that they are, that it is a barrier, but actually in a sense, I think so. Like if you know what you're bringing and where you're bringing it to, um, and there is no kind of program that assists people that, that need the assistance. I don't know. Or like financially. Yeah. But then again, where would you draw that line? Like, would we get that just because we're black? And also, who does it benefit? Like, I don't think the makers of CrossFit are trying to get more blacks on, on what's it? On financial assists on their program. Like, I don't think it's even that serious for them. Uh, like, it, where does it benefit them to yeah. get black bitches on financial assist? Gosh, man. I mean, but then then what's the point again? Like, you're just creating another little white hub. But it benefits them. My whole thing is, even with acts of kindness, the way capitalism and patriarchy is structured, unfortunately, we've got to, like, train ourselves to be kind and, like, be really specific about it. And, like... And this is probably where the Bible was, where they're like, no, bitch, there's tithe. Like, you give 10%. Like, we have to, like, build in these acts of kindness rather than mm. waiting for them to happen spontaneously. Because... What is the, I always ask, what's the incentive for white people to give a damn or for whatever dominant um, person in the spaces to give a damn? Like, mm. they unfortunately, I think incentive matters because we're such an incentive based community now. 
Unless you're in the village or unless you're back home. Right, right, right. Where it's right, not right. incentive, it's, it's community-based. That's right. Um, but I do think, interestingly, with exercise, what I will say is it's interesting, like, the clothes, again, women wear. Mm. Um, like, we were at um, this competition and the men, the joke was at, like, the boys' competition, they had to dress like women. And they were in all these, like, uncomfortable sports bras that were... Uncomfortable sports bras. Did I say that? You said incomfortable. <laughs> You said they were, so it sounded like they were all uncomfortable oh, okay, sports bras. Okay. <laughs> sort of beats you. Yeah, uncomfortable sports bras, like these tight little shorts that were riding up. You said it again. <laughs> and my thing was. So what she means is uncomfortable sports bras and little shorts that were do riding women look, up. Do we look like clownfish? Like colorful and uncomfortable. Because it's, it's, it actually is comfortable clothing, gym clothing. But again, we're peacocking. Like again, men's stuff, it's, it's black or deep navy or gray. And it's baggy shorts and it's t-shirts mm. and women's stuff. We all, we have all that stuff, but it's also a lot of tight stuff. Mm. And it's, it's again, the assumption mm. that like, and I just think, I also just wondered, well, that's like a segue because I do wonder, I was trying to do some research on who is exercise marketed to the most. Cause I have a feeling it's marketed to women more. Definitely. Um, gym is marketed to men. I don't even know if it's marketed as much yeah. as men just go. Yeah. Whereas we have marketed all these new things, Zumba, this is this, this EDM or whatever it is, electromagnetic pulses now on our muscles. Like women are really, Say it's EDM. Us. EDM is a dance music. <laughs> Am yeah. I losing it? You are. But yeah. you're right. It is marketed to us. And I even think what's marketed to the men is through us. Like what women will like is the six pack and then men will go and try to get it. But otherwise the gym is for the women and um, for the men, it's if you want the women at the gym, then That's you so go wild. to the gym. Yeah, definitely. It's all, I, Absolutely think it's all number one marketed to us because weight loss is predominantly marketed to women. And then and then the clothes are all sexy for the men. Because if it was genuinely women get in here and like lose weight, I do think we'd be uncomfortable, like in baggy shorts, maybe sh- I, I just I don't think we'd be Or rather, my question, yeah, because I, I don't agree. I think it's such like pussy hugging shit. But it's comfortable. Our to little a- shorts are not even little shorts. Okay, maybe those are comfortable to an extent. All our stuff is comfortable. Why aren't the men in that too? Because it is comfortable. Spandex is comfy. It's not gonna ride. Not for their ball sex. Is it not? I don't know. Just- I but I don't think so. Like with that seam that's like right, like you know, <laughs> cutting through my pussy. Like it's not not always comfortable. Like I would prefer to oh, be because in- you have those are some ghetto ass. Let's be. First they are of all, not ghetto. Yeah, those are cheap pants. They're yeah. not ghetto. Nike wouldn't have a. Okay, yeah, not ghetto, but, but they'd have but, that triangle that Lululemon has. Not even Dali. All my shots don't have a seam there. Well, maybe maybe your pussy is like hardwired together. It's grafted together. Mine is open and ready, and oh so there. So your lips are like being. <laughs> my lips are like what? Ruined. <laughs> what is the seam doing? We're meant people to be don't free. care. Yeah, I know. Ultimately, like women's clothing is not made for comfort. No. For usability for anything. It's no. thinner. Like, it's just trash. Yeah. We need to talk about that. We should have an episode on clothing. Yeah. Actually, we're going to. We'll save all our good points for that. Okay. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's ridiculous. Well, I think I would like people to feedback yeah. on what is your relationship to exercise and um, what do you think about these different, like, diet modalities, mm. like being, uh, let's say, a raw vegan, like banting. Are these get thin quick schemes or are these actually lifestyles and why so complex? Like, why is there a way, are these diets a response to the insane food landscape we have now, or they're actually just like Mm. diet culture? I would also like to know, um, you know, maybe with further thinking about all these things, like, do you, how do you think, 
like have you wasted the last few like years of your life like decades or whatever um on what you eat and what your body is doing um and would you do anything differently or like how would you move forward in a more in a better way for yourself mm-hmm. like what what's your definition of healthy for yourself not in terms of what you're physically doing but like how you approach it like do you think it should change awesome so we'll see you next time oh my gosh we'll see you next time you're beautiful and yeah. i think i'm back on instagram yeah, slowly, slowly. She sent slowly me an Instagram shortly. post the other day, something about cats, and I nearly <laughs> screamed in the shops. I'm back. Hey, she's fake. Bye. Bye. Bye.